When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to Behind the Steel Curtain. My name's Mark and I got my host here, Daniel J. And we are today. We are today. That makes no sense. Am I tired? <laughs> it's too early for you, Mark. <laughs> oh my goodness. I've already stuffed it up. So everyone, look, don't bother watching or listening. Now look, I'm only joking. We're here for the 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 QA. That that I that I can pronounce, right? Yeah, this yeah, this this, this this duo or one half the duo from Steelers Touch Down Under. I never get to do that, by the way. And Daniel J, who's joined the team from State of the Steelers, we are doing a Q&A. So how's it going, Daniel? I'm doing great, man. I hyped up still from last night's victory. A preseason game, got to finally see the uh, the quarterback battle um, in not a training camp setting. Got to see him against actual opponents. So I've been hyped. I've been on cloud nine since yesterday, getting to see the players go. And, and especially one, George Pickens. That, that guy's for real. I'm <laughs> super excited about him. Yeah, to me, man, like that was probably one of the funnest games. I've, I, I think it might have been. This, this is crazy. It is a hot take, but that was probably one of the funnest games I've seen in a long time. Just, just the anticipation was all built up, and it all came the way that we wanted it to. It was like the running game was fantastic. The blocking was pretty good. Kenny Pickett was rolling out. Yes, he got sacked a few times. Trubisky was in there throwing touchdowns. Mason Rudolph threw a big touchdown. Like it was kind of, it was, it was up there to a to a regular season game. I know, I know, I know. Near the end, it got a bit stale. But uh, to me, it was everything it needed to be at the time it had to be, if that makes sense. Like, it's it's all, all training camp went on for so long. The offseason went on for so long. And we had a, a good game against the Seahawks. Yes, we're versing Geno Smith and uh, Drew Locke. And I'll tell you right now, if Steeler fans think we have problems at QB, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Am I right? No, you're right on that one. That's, and- that's their two quarterbacks. That's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's their two quarterbacks, man. It's Geno Smith and Drew Locke. They don't what? Oh, that is they are they're in trouble. You see, I had a uh, I had a theory that if Mason Rudolph, you know, participated in the most snaps last night, that it was for an adi- as an audition for the Seattle Seahawks because of their quarterback situation. Uh, not so much anymore. I think that uh, I think Seattle's going to go and roll with the, the the two quarterbacks they have. But yeah, that was my theory going into that game. Is if Mason got the majority of the snaps at QB, it was for an audition. Well, that's that's kind of true. I think in any case, really, if you are a competitor in the league, I think every time you go out there, you should be auditioning for the Steelers and for the other thirty teams. Remember, I don't count the Bengals. All right, so <laughs> I want to I want to hit you with some uh, with some trivia or, or uh, a neat stat I I found out, and I reckon I'm the first person in the world to figure this out. Right? Do you know the score? Do you know the score yesterday? Um, or what what was the score yesterday? Do you remember, Daniel? Thirty-two to twenty-eight. Uh, that's what I. That's what I said. In the, <laughs> that's what I said in the off-screen, off-screen part. This is what you said in the off-screen. <laughs> that me off. So, the 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 score was thirty-two twenty-five. What does that number right. add up to? Uh, both of those two numbers together add up to fifty-seven. Right. And what dealership just got taken over at at um, that stadium? 
Uh, it was Acreshore Stadium taking over for Heinz Field. Right. And what? how many varieties of there are Heinz? There are 57. So this Whoa! Was <laughs> yeah. Mind blown. You're Conspiracy welcome, everyone. <laughs> you are everyone in the Steel Nation universe. You are welcome. I figured that out all by myself. I was like, there was 57 uh, points scored and Heinz got, got taken over. Heinz, 57 varieties. And I'm not even American. So there you go. <laughs> All right. That's my best okay. take of the whole year. Whatever whatever I say, I'm covered because that is actual conspiracy fact. That's true. Right. It's been proven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what a, what a great game, right? That's um, what, 32? Yeah, th- oh, now I've forgotten. Uh, 32 25. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Fantastic game. What, what's the what's the first thing that stands out to you uh, in this game? Well, the first thing that stood up to me was uh, the mobility of Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> you know, him being able to uh, – the ghost of the ketchup bottles, that's true. Mitch um, Trubisky's mobility is the first thing that stood up to me. Uh, you know, there was a play where he should have been sacked and was able to get out of there and, and make a, uh, a throw down uh, – actually run for <clears throat> a couple of yards there. Um, but even also on the touchdown pass that he had, his ability to roll out um, – and find the open guy and make an accurate throw. That's the first thing that stuck out to me. Uh, I felt that the offensive line played a little bit shaky in the beginning, just kind of, you know, getting used to the game and getting used to playing against opposing teams again. Um, but once they settled in, that's the second thing that I noticed was that the offensive line was 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 playing very well and playing up to a lot better than what they were playing pre- in the previous year. What about you, Mark? What was the first thing you noticed? Uh, with a very, I know this is an easy, easy one to hit out of the ballpark, but pretty much that George pick and catch where it was a nice, easy throw. Um, nice. It just, everything was in rhythm. Uh, George came back on the route and it's his first route run. So that the cornerback didn't know what to really expect. Was he going to go deep? Was he going to go inside? He just did a nice, easy curl route. And when he came back to the football, he accelerated off his like right or left foot or whichever one he chose and then went north and south. So to me, he looks like a football receiver. Like he just what? went, that's just the way, that's how you played any Madden game I've played. You hold down the circle <laughs> button and, and then you, you throw it to the receiver. They cut back and then you get the, the six yard from the catch and try and fight for two or three more to make it second and one. So I noticed that the offense looked pretty pretty clean, comfortable. Um, everything that I was kind of worried about seeing, like I didn't want to see them go out there and do three and out. And we still can next week versus the Jaguars, but I think the Jaguars are a pretty awful team no matter what, who they play. Um, they haven't played too well in the preseason just, just now. So I was pretty excited to see just the offense getting back together. Um, we did see Mitchell Trubisky get a touchdown to o- Osheski. That's how you pronounce it. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, he was wide open, but you still have to get the football to the end zone, right? It has to go that direction. And and still, there's still some skill to it as well. You don't want Osheski to run out of bounds. You've got to make sure the, the football gets there on, um, in the right place. So. I thought everything went the right way to go seven and zero. And we, for the first, what, two quarters or whatever, it was like 14, I think it was 14 zero in the first quarter. So those are some good signs. Would you not agree? I do agree. Mm. Um, the only thing that I thought that didn't go the way I anticipated was I, I was expecting to see Mitch in there for more than two series. If he's going to be the uh, starting quarterback come week one, I would anticipate him playing more with the ones just to kind of build that conglomerate, that, cohesiveness gel with the team and the receivers. Now, I understand that a lot of the players that, you know, were on the starting lineup last night weren't there. Your Najee Harris, your Pat Fryermuth, Claypool, uh, Deontay Johnson, they weren't participating. And so this wasn't really like the first team offense, so to speak. You know, I've um, I've heard a lot of folks coming in and saying that maybe perhaps next week game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, maybe Mitch 
Trubisky doesn't play, I, I don't think that's going to be accurate. I, I anticipate him playing a significant time with the ones, and I'm hoping that more of the starters are going to be playing so they can build up that 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 coamity and that cohesiveness to be a, a a good offense this year. I think that the if everything goes right and, and, and everyone stays healthy, that this offense is going to be dangerous and lethal. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, 100%. What I also like, too, is that is that the live chat is still talking about the 57 varieties. See, I told you. <laughs> I told you, man. I figured this out yesterday. I was like, they scored 57 points to, to honor Heinz Field, and that's, you know, it's gone away. It is no Akershaw Stadium, but it is a new era, right? Mm-hmm. And to me, something feels different. Does it not? Oh, yeah. Does it, I mean... does it not feel different to be a Pittsburgh Steel fan where I'm not even, actually, I'm not even worried about the playoffs. I really not. I just want to see them go out there and be competitive. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Something for sure. feels different about this team because it's a new quarterback. Najee Harris is smiling. Cameron Hayward looks more like happier. Uh, it's just, there's just some reformed energy in this team. You know what it is, Mark? They started exactly. playing. They started playing music in practice. I'm sure. <laughs> That's they're why doing, everybody's so different. <laughs> they're doing team team organized TikTok drills. Exactly. Know? So they're yeah. all doing um that what's that that have you heard of that guy Lewis Lewis Theroux, the BBC presenter? I have not. Um, I, I want to see what's he I want to see my money. Wait, I don't know what it is. My money, my money don't jiggle jiggle. It oh, falls. Yeah, you yeah. hear that song? Yeah, yes, he's like he's gone viral, he's like super viral. They're doing all that. So but you know, in <laughs> camp, none of their money's you know, jiggle, jiggle. It's like, man, they got millions and millions of dollars. But anyways, what else What else stands out in this game? I guess we. I'm super positive, right? I know it's only preseason. It's only like the first game, like the first the first preseason game. But it feels different. What else to you is like, uh, you know, linking, linking to training camp, what else kind of stands out? Well, to me, it's going to be the offensive line play. I mean, last season going into this season, that's been the most um, – change so to speak um in in one room um as far as the starters go you have three guys in the interior offensive line that are different or in a different position you have kendrick green who was last year's center moved over to left guard um you know mason cole at the center position and james daniel at the right guard position i was very intrigued and interested in how those guys were going to gel together and come together and i was quite pleased especially with kendrick green i've been kind of harping this all off season that you know there's going to be a battle for the left guard position and i don't think that Dotson has it shorn up. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers have liked a uh, a guard or an interior offensive lineman that can pull, that is athletic, that can get out in open spaces and block. And, you know, you can look back at Alan Fanica, David DeCastro, or even Marquise Pouncey, who was what Kendrick Green was supposed to be. He was supposed to be replacing Marquise Pouncey, a athletic, movable center, and it didn't work out for him. And so with him transitioning to the left guard, and now you have Mason Cole and, and James Daniels, who, in my opinion, those guys aren't guys you want pulling. Those aren't guys that you're going to see in open space trying to bla- uh, block uh, smaller defenders or, or linebackers or things of that nature. In my opinion, you're going to need somebody aggressive like Kendrick Gain. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to want to run offensive plays where it's designed to have a pulling guard, I think that Kendrick Green has that sure off and sure up on that battle right there. So I think that's going to be an interesting battle to see. I can't wait. And I hope that Kevin Dodson can come back in week two of the preseason against Jacksonville to show that this battle isn't just going to be one sided. Well, yeah, we still got, you know, the two weeks of preseason, I think is also I think the next few days uh, there'll be five preseason cuts. I think it might be. Is it is it tomorrow the preseason cuts happens? 
I'm not sure, man. I'll be honest with I, you. I thought they weren't doing cuts until after the third preseason game again. No, I, I thought they changed it back to maybe someone in the chat can help me out. I thought it was after every game that they cut off five. Uh, anyways, that's that's not that's uh, here or there or whatever, right? We have a first question from the, uh, Jeremiah Yoda. What is your opinion on the performance of Kenny Pickett in his rookie debut? I'll start with Daniel J. <laughs> well, I was quite pleased with his performance. Um, of course, you know he's this is his first year. He's a rookie quarterback, so I wasn't expecting him to take over the you know top take over the top or anything like that. You know, they simplified the game plan for him, gave him one or two reads to throw to, and put him out in motion, and, and made the game easier for him. It's probably more up to you know kudos to Matt Canada and using um, Kenny's Pickett's uh, attributes, you know, for the in the right manner, so to speak, and putting him in motion and having him move around a lot. I thought he was poised. I thought his decision-making was good. Um, there was a couple of times I think he could have thrown the ball away and took a sack instead. But those are things that, as a rookie quarterback, he's going to learn with experience and and with coaching. And so where he's at right now at this point of the season, I couldn't be happier with. Uh, there was a lot of pressure on him. You had the likes of Desmond Ritter and, and, and Malik um, Willis going out there and performing and doing things. These were guys that were drafted before him. Um, so the pressure and the spotlight was on him. He was the only quarterback drafted in the first round. Um, he's the heir apparent to a future first ballot Hall of Fame um, quarterback. And in his first preseason game, took it down to the wire and had a you know winning TD score with just seconds left on the clock. You know, one thing that Mike Tomlin mentioned that he was looking for as far as intangibles in a quarterback position in the offseason were the team leading and also staying and staying the same when things got tight. Those were some of the things that Tomlin really loved about Ben. And that's something that I think that Kenny Pickett showed out last night, that when things get tough and things get tight, he's going to be the same guy and he's going to be able to perform in the same manner. You know how you know how I know we have a chance this season is when I when I see uh, Mike Tomlin smile. Yeah. He, he, like he knows, right? He talked. He got asked a question. Uh, I think by via CBS the other day, talking about George Pickens, and he instantly lit up. Like he's trying not to give too much away, right? And you kind of know that, right? If you're a coach or you're you're playing in a team, and you have one of the you know your teammates is one of the best players, and you're like, we're pretty good. Like he's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for Kenny Pickett as well. I thought he had like my reaction is. I thought it was a fantastic debut. Look, let's not go too crazy about it, but it was pretty good, right? What, 12 for, I think it was 12 for 15, 96 yards or, or two, two TDs, something similar, right? Off the right. top of my head. Um, I thought he had poise in the pocket. I thought he commanded the offense. I thought he did everything he needed to do. He checked down the ball to, uh, he also did, yeah, checked down the ball to um, Jalen Warren for a touchdown and he, he, he you know, um, outstretched to get the, the touchdown. So, I thought he, I think he's in the right place. Like I think there's still a lot of pressure to be like it's going to be Trubisky or Rudolph to start. I don't think they're going to start Kenny Pickett just yet. I just don't see it happening. But maybe like yeah, ten weeks in, sure. If we're like five and five, why not? Why not give it a shot and see if we can get a bit of spark there? But I think it'd be like if you start pick. In my opinion, if you start Pickett straight away, and look, I will take back my words if they do it <laughs> straight away. You know, I'll be <laughs> like, let's go. Kenny, Kenny, like the title of the show, right? right. Is the, the house? Oh, actually, there's a comment here too. Um, from here, it is. Let's Toast Media says the stadium was rocking second half, like a real game. I'd never watched a full, I never watched a full game, right? But I was like, you did hear the Kenny chant, Kenny, right. Kenny, and I guess that's going to be the champ. Pittsburgh Steelers have decided. The council has decided what we're going to start the champ, uh, champ for Kenny. So they were super pumped up, and it's like. 
if I'm Trubisky or if I'm Rudolph and I want to be a starter in this league to go out and get the second contract or another contract in the future, I'm a bit worried that Kenny Pickett can, can take my job. Can he not take his job? Oh, I believe so. And one thing that I I like to look mm-hmm. back at as far as his potential as being a starter at any point in the 2022 season is looking at who the coach is, and that's Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin is a guy that doesn't look at the politics behind things. He's going to put the best player on the field that's going to give him the best opportunity to win, uh, regardless if the player is a draft pick or a free agent or an undrafted free, rookie free agent. You know, one of one of uh, Tomlin's famous Tomlinisms that come out there is he doesn't care where you came from. It's what you do now that you're here. And so um, given that and also if we go back and I mentioned it before, we look at 2019. Mason Rudolph was given a first round grade quarter as a as a quarterback draft in the 2018 draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in 2019, when he replaced Ben Roethlisberger, um, he was benched after a three game winning streak, having two games that weren't good, which was one against the Cleveland Browns with the helmet game. And then the next week against the uh, the Bungles in the first half, he's, he's through an interception. So he had six quarters of bad football. Prior to that, he had a three-game winning streak, and he was yanked for a guy who was considered a camp arm going into that season. And the only reason, in my opinion, to do so at that point was because the Pittsburgh Steelers were still in contention for a playoff run. So I don't see the Pittsburgh Steelers giving, um, you know, um, Kenny Pickett the the reins just to give him experience. But I also don't see them holding him back if he's the best option for the team to make a playoff run, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I, I think Mike Tomlin and, and the crew there, Matt Canada, like, let's, let's be honest, all three quarterbacks had a good game. They yeah. really did. And as much as people want to, you know, hate on Rudolph and they want to find reasons to, all three had a good game. Mike Trubisky played well. Okay, you know, uh, Rudolph had the fumble. Sure, but then he made it with a, the big pass to Pickett. Um, and then, oh, sorry, Pickens. Pickett, <laughs> played, Pickett played well too, but he had two sacks, so... That was kind of cool. We got a few. We got a few questions here. We got one from George Tesson here too. Who are the first five cuts coming up? And I just found out from another commenter as well that it's Tuesday, so the next few days. So without not naming five, maybe just name one or two you think that might be cut. Well, I mean, there's going to be some of those guys that are going to be on the defensive end or, or the tackles or whatnot mm-hmm. that are going to be on the low to- uh, low end of the totem pole that are probably going to be the first ones to be cut. Um, but I'll give you a big one. I don't know if he gets cut this time, but I, I don't think he makes the 53, and that's Benny Snell. Um, I think I think that Jalen Warren proved last night that he's he's a viable option for the number two position and can take over games if needed. Um, you know, last night, again, you know, the Steelers weren't playing against um, the best defense in the world. However, uh, you know, this was his opportunity to go up against a starting defense Minus probably a few pieces, just like our defense didn't wasn't full full force last night either. But this was his opportunity to go up against a a uh, first second team defense and show himself. And I think he did fairly well outside of the fumble that he had. And so I, I honestly think that that Benny Snell might be on the on the cusp of being cut. Maybe not the first first cuts, but I don't think he's making the fifty three. Yeah, well, Kathy Ford says here what hap- what will happen to Benny, and pretty much you just answered that. Uh, that I figured out he was injured. He wasn't injured a lot the wait out he wasn't injured i am what the what the what the what the guacamole the 24 <laughs> injured last night no the 24 that was playing last night was crazy oh. and it was um man what was his name it's the other safety uh it skips my name that Ka- he had carl joseph carl joseph yes yeah, carl joseph fun. ended up having an injury but i believe he was like 30 
38 or 35 or something like that is what I saw. But the 24 that was playing last night was uh, Kazi. And I was actually talking to a couple of people. Kazi played or what? He played or what? He played good. I mean, he's oh, he's a name. He, he's got pedigree. He's, he's a guy. Um, a lot of folks said that they had seen Benny Snell on the special teams. But after the game, I rewatched it and I saw him walking around in not in uniform. Say. So I don't think he was playing, period. And I don't think he was injured either. At least I haven't seen anything about him being an injured player. You know what's uh, interesting with, uh, you know, Kazi? I think he, he used to be a starter with the Falcons, so he does have a bit of pe- uh, pedigree there, right? And you know what I like to bet him? He doesn't mind to tackle. He's mm-hmm. okay tackling because a lot of times Spillane had missed, I think, three or four times in coverage. Spillane just can't cover the back, can't cover the running back. You know who your guy is and you still can't cover him. It's like he almost runs him down to to do a run stop and he can't he can't, he can't feed back to the outside where they, they swing the running back out. Uh, Kazi came in and he saved a touchdown, I think, as well with a tackle. And he was, um, yeah, he played really well. So I think he's 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 fighting for a chance to be in this spot. Uh, he might be alongside Killebrew and those guys, but Kazi could be depth for the the you know the safety. I, I enjoyed him playing there. But we have another question here from Case and Ryan. This is a good one. It's a very good one. Is Dan Moore the start of Week One left tackle? I didn't mind Dan Moore playing this start. I thought he played good. Oh, I agree. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers love Dan Moore. You know, the, a lot of the, um, you know, I listen to a lot of former players talk and and beat writers and whatnot. And a lot of the consistent things that have been said about about Dan Moore is that he is um, above where he was drafted. He's a pleasant surprise. His footwork and his hand placement is, is, is above where he's been at in his experience. And, and the Pittsburgh Steelers really think that they found a guy in Dan Moore that could probably be at the left guard for the next 10 years. And uh, I'm excited about that. If they truly feel that way about him and, and that's what he's been able to show on the on the tape so far, then, you know, that's also going to help that left guard position. When you have somebody who's a uh, stable point at the left tackle, it's only going to help that interior offensive lineman as well. So I, I think he's a good stud. I think he's going to be good. He's going to be a good pickup for the Pittsburgh Steelers, especially what was he drafted last year in the fourth round. Yep, that's a steal. What the Steelers have been able to do in the in the later rounds of the draft here recently has been amazing. And and kudos to to Kevin Colbert in his last couple of years as the uh, general manager. Here's a good here's a good question from uh, Brian Brown, and I, I I love this question. Didn't you guys think the offensive line played better last last uh, night than all of last year? <laughs> I agree. I mean, um, there was some times where there was some uh, uh, there was some times where some guys got in. I remember there was the uh, Mitchell Trubisky almost near sack. However, the offensive line for sure gelled better. I mean, you got to think back last year. Th- th- that offensive line didn't have the opportunity to gel. They didn't have the opportunity to grow together. You had so many different pieces moving, and then you had the retirement of David DeCastro, and you had, um, you know, Kevin Dotson, who wasn't wasn't doing something right, regardless of what it was. The coaching staff wasn't too happy with him or pleased, and so this year and going into it, the fact that this offensive line has been a collective group this entire time is going to bode well for them. And also, one thing that I think is going to really be a benefit to to the offensive line this upcoming season is going to be George Pickens. That guy is going to force defenses to play back further, and that's going to give the offensive line a little bit less pressure, and it's going to give more running lanes for Najee Harris. I'm excited about this team. Super. Did excited. you did you see the uh, the block that he had on one of the corners that he took him right over? Just pushed him right over the screen. Yeah, man. He I got, I've said it before, man. This guy reminds me of Martavis Bryant and Heinz Ward if they were to somehow combine forces. Or he's so lanky, isn't he? He's such such a, mm-hmm. like a lanky dude with tall, like real tall arms. Like he was he six foot two, but he must must be 
wingspan or whatever, seven foot. Like he's he's all, all the way up there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And and the one thing that that is so impressive about George Pickens is his body control. There was one play where I think it was Mason Rudolph threw it threw an out and he caught it while mm-hmm. twirling around like a ballerina in the corner with his feet in in, in bounds. And you know that was just as impressive as his feet staying in bounds on the touchdown pass. In my opinion, it's just the gravity between the plays. Of course, the touchdown pass is going to outweigh the the first down throw there. But that was an acrobatic catch that not very many receivers in the NFL can do. And if he's able to do that his first year out of college, where in college you only need to have one foot in bounds, one foot, yeah. And so for him to be already be able to do this, man, this is going to he's going to be a staple point for the Pittsburgh Steelers offense for a long time. Him and Najee Harris are going to be a dangerous combination for whatever quarterback is back there. Big time. So we've got another, another uh, comment here from Kathy Ford. I think uh, Kathy was at the game. So she says here, in, in oh, wow. the title of the show, for the 10, min- 10, 15 minutes it took me to get out of the stadium at the wrong exit. It, I've been there. It is very hard to leave. Uh, I, I didn't know where to go either, to be honest. I was trying to get down to the Steelers Hall of Honor. I couldn't get down there. Uh, it was just too many people. I couldn't figure it out. So people were chanting, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. So that it's, a, it's, it's for the fans. It feels different. We have Trubisky there. I think even I think I'm glad that all three played well because now it's like, well, which one's going to be better? It's not like okay, Trubisky sucked. Get rid of him. Put Kenny in. It's like no, no. All three played well. Who's going to want it more? So that that to me is a, is a um a good feeling. Let's toast media says here. What do you think of the uh, linebacker group outside of uh, Bush and Jack? Well, I'll say this: the uh, Seattle Seahawks were starting to run the ball once Jack left the field. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, outside of him, number 93, the uh, Robinson, that guy had had the moment, had the strip sack on, on, on lock that gave Kenny Pickett the uh, the ability to go down the field and make that game winning touchdown drive. You know, that right there, making a splash play in situational football is what's going to probably get that guy on the team. You know, Mike Tomlin loves that ability. It's not just the ability to make splash plays, but to make splash plays when they count and nothing bigger than that drive in that moment where you have the Seattle Seahawks taking over after a fourth, which it shouldn't have been fourth down. Uh, the Steelers, <laughs> they got that third down and one or whatever it was. It should have never been fourth and one. But after they um, they get the sack, they're in their own territory, backed up against the, uh, you know, backed up in their own side of the field and come up with a play at that moment, at that time. That just spells high praise for for Robinson as far as big time. Like like mm-hmm. I get like I said about Kenny Pickett, keeping the same composure during the high risk times. That's what's going to get him on the team. And and there's been a lot of praise from Robinson coming in from training camp, and he just put it out there in uh in, on the field. So I, I'm really high on him. What about you? Who, who did you like outside of Bush and Jack? Well, <laughs> it's pretty hard, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I think play. I think it's one of our one of our weakest areas, really. Uh, who did who did I like? Who did I? What do I? What do I think? Let's go more of what do I think of the, the linebackers because I think Spillane's in a bit of trouble. Uh, I think even to a certain extent, Buddy Johnson's in a bit of trouble. It doesn't seem like these fellas want to get involved in the game plan or want to tackle. Miles Jack was was outstanding yesterday in the in the few plays he had. He was always in the backfield, and Devin Bush was away from the football most of the time, like he has been the last year and a half. And I guess in, in, in the sense of football, isn't the middle linebacker spot the one you need to go out there and get dirty like uh, Vince Williams do? And maybe we miss a guy like Vince Williams where he didn't care. He didn't care if he ran into four people and, and, and tried to make a tackle. He went in there and, didn't, and did his job. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because 
if that's our weaker spot, but of course as well, defensive line, we only had what, I think one, wait, there was no starters from the de- defensive line, right? So that, that's that, that's a key point. Also no starters there. So, and that's only the first game, but I, I just want to see a bit more effort, I think, from Bush and those kind of guys. And Spillane was, you know, there's been talk about Spillane versus Bush in the training camp and they're going for the other spot. But man, it, it could be a guy like maybe would, would Mark Robinson come over or... You know, I know he generally plays. He plays outside linebacker, doesn't he, Mark Robinson? No, he's he plays more interior um, uh, linebacker. He he lined up on the outside for that play. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah I, our outside linebackers. I didn't I didn't hear much about him. I mean, um, Skipper, you know, collected the the strip sack from from Robinson. But outside of that, I've been saying it all year. The outside linebacker position is one that or off all off season. Is is top heavy and it needs to be addressed. And I'm hoping that the Pittsburgh Steelers address that position before the start of the season. It, it, yeah, it does yeah. seem like a weak area because you even saw Demarvin Leal got it in his first touch of the, on the football field. He almost mm-hmm. got a sack, but he's more of a defensive end. So it's it's you do pay a lot of money to TJ Watt and Highsmith, but then you go, who's that third guy behind these guys? And it's like I don't really see any standouts right now. And it's a preseason game, and you should there should be a standout to a certain degree because you're playing there. Their third team as well. It's not like you're playing their starters yeah. most of the time. So uh, I've got an update here from George. Teston says, this is a great, great comment. What are the roster cuts for the NFL? He says, cut dates from um, five, I think from August 16th of 90 to 85. August 23 is 85 to 80. And August 30 is 80 to 53. So we have five in the next few days. So that's great to hear for the listeners. Uh, so let's have a, here you go. So back to the outside line or the linebacker position, there's been a lot of rumors out there that the Steelers should trade for uh, Roquan Smith, uh, Chicago Bears interior linebacker. What do you think about that? Do you think the Steelers should make a splash move like that? When Bush went out last last night, it was a different defense. I mean, not Bush. When Jack went out last night, it was a different defense. If you have two two starting caliber, two all-pros at middle linebacker, this would make the, the defense picture perfect to a certain degree. If everyone's healthy, right? Now, mm-hmm. the, the other question I would pass back to you, who's who are you going to trade? Well, um, last night, George Pickens made a, made himself a name as a receiver. I, I wouldn't mind potentially going with, you know, trading Devin Bush and a receiver, maybe Claypool, uh, you know, for uh, Rokan Smith. That would be somebody I would trade if it was a player's type of thing. If it was a, a draft pick, he's going into his fifth year. He's going to demand a, um, you know, higher – a higher salary and a better contract. So I probably don't see the Steelers giving up more than maybe a second and a third or something like that, or a third and a fifth. Look, to, to me, if it happens, you bring, bring a guy in like that, I think it's going to help the defense. But it, it's just like, how long can we say Devin, Devin Bush's potential? He's, he's just changed. Something's happened. I don't know what it is. It, it, he, looks, he played so well before the injury, and then something just went completely opposite. And Miles Jack... It, it, for the series he played was pretty fun and uh, it was awesome to see. I've got another question here from Jeremiah Yoda on fire. What is your opinion of the debut of Master Teague? What a name. I thought he did well. You know, um, I, I don't think he did enough to surpass Jalen uh, Warren there, but I think he did well. Uh, I, I wonder if he does any, if, did you see him on special teams at all? I don't, I don't recall seeing not, him. Out not there that I teams. remember. I only remember watching him. Uh, I think him run, run the football a few times. I don't remember seeing him on special teams at all. I wonder if he's a player that could transition to a fullback and maybe replace Derek Watt. Cause Derek Watt didn't play last night either. And so, oh. you know, he, he seems like a bigger guy, strong guy, somebody who can, you know, take, 
take the ball in short uh, short distances, maybe one, you know, third and short or whatnot if Najee's not in the game. But his skill set is not one that I, I see that's going to be on the team outside of if he makes a, a splash on special teams, to be honest with you. I think that the Steelers well, aren't going to keep more than three running backs. I got a question for you, and I'll get back to the, some of these other questions. And thank you, everyone, for listening right now. We have 90 people in the chat. That's TJ oh, Watson. Wow. Now, now 92, <laughs> Debo Harris's number. Yeah, now, 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 now. Uh, oh, sorry, I've got to add in the background. <laughs> in <my ears>. oh. <laughs> Seattle, Seattle has 40 losses. Um, yes. What What is happening with Derek Watt? Come on, man. Well, Derek Watt, I don't know what's happening with him or, or why he wasn't participating in last night's game. But I don't think Derek Watt should be looked at as a running back on the team. He's more of a specialist. Um, when you look at Derek Watt, he's probably what you would see when we used to have when the Steelers used to have a, a Dirty Red or a Tyler Medivkevich type of player, strictly special teams. Uh, I think that because of what he's done in the fullback position with the teams previously with the, the Chargers, that the expectation is something similar there with the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I don't think the Steelers use him in the same manner as the Chargers did. I haven't seen him on the field offensively very much. And um, majority of his pass or majority of his playing snaps have been on special teams. Uh, so my opinion on him is he's a specialist. He's not a he, he has a fullback by designation because the team has to designate him a position on the offense. Uh, but I, I see him as a specialist more than a than a fullback. My, my theory is why why do we have Derek? What when we, we can we can utilize uh, Connor Haywood there at fullback and tight end, and possibly you could even. Uh, bring another. You can have three tight ends, and also use Haywood as a tight end slash fullback. And one right. and 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 teams too. He played Connor Haywood played every snap, pretty much. They would have to show up on teams because Derek Watt is a special teams captain. So his ability on teams is is, is higher than what the ability or his um, worth on the Steelers team is higher as a specialist than what uh, maybe one of these guys is worth on the offense, so to speak. So whoever is going to replace him has to also replace him on the special teams as being a captain quality player, because you're going to lose a captain on the, on the special teams. Well, in the whole Derek Watt conversation, I would like to see Derek Watt play next week and to see what's, see what is different because it is a different Matt Canada offense now. So mm-hmm. let's see what happens next week and we can have, you know, get around Derek Watt a bit. And if he does play fullback more like, you know, like a traditional fullback and, and Najee Harris or, um, you know, uh, some of the other running backs can use him like McFarlane, then great. Then make the team. Otherwise, I don't see there's a role for you. I, I think you could use Connor Haywood played pretty much all every snap on offense yesterday in tight end. And he played teams as well. He made some big tackles. But we have a question. For some reason, Ed Money says here, he doesn't want your answer. <laughs> and, and, he, and he says, and he says, Mark. He says, Mark. How many receivers make this roster? So I think six. Uh, but what about you, Daniel? How many receivers make the roster? I'm thinking six as well. And the one guy that I think that makes the team that not many people were talking about is, is Miles Boykin. I think he's a receiver that's going to be a surprise. He's the, he played significant snaps in the special teams last night. He he's a special teams demon. He could be the guy that replaces Derek Watt as the special teams captain to allow something else to happen on teams for somebody else to take advantage of a position or leave a player position open for the offense. But uh, Miles Boykin is one guy that I think is going to make this team. Uh, he's my surprise, uh, not starter or anything, but just surprise maker of the fifty-three. He's not. He's not a surprise to me. I I, I heard. I saw some good interviews with. Um, 
Miles Boykin talking about the gunner position. And that's one of my favorite. If you guys heard me in the last two years of talking, um, thank you, by the way. But that's one of my favorite, like, um, spots to talk about. The gunner is so important to the team. The gunner goes down there and chases down the the, the, the punt and then makes sure that the, the, the returner can't return it at all. And Darius Haywood Bay used to do that. And I love Darius Haywood Bay, what he did for the Steelers. He was a former round, uh, former first round pick for the Raiders. And he, he knew his role. He knew he didn't get too much ego about himself. He could receive when he wanted to, and he could run run the reverse. And Miles Boykin did that too. However, what's what's interesting about the receiver roster, uh, roster now is does Steve Steve Sims make an impact on this team because of what he showed last last night? Can we carry seven? If you've got Osheski in there too, plus Austin make it makes it. Where does where does Steve Sims fit? Well, the one thing that I, I found interesting about Sims returning punts and kickoffs last night was that it wasn't Gunnar Ocheski. You know, that was somebody that was brought in specifically for that position, in my opinion. You know, he was a um, special teams specialist for the uh, New England Patriots before uh, coming to, over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I was anticipating seeing him returning kicks and, and punts, and, and it wasn't. Um, but at the same token, I've heard a lot of good comments coming out of uh, Gunnar playing in the slot position and constantly getting open it's going to be a battle um you know one thing that i was really hoping or one person i was really hoping to look forward to seeing last night in the receiver position was was calvin austin unfortunately he didn't you know he didn't suit up so um you know best available best ability is availability at this point and um i i i feel that calvin austin is going to make the team given his pedigree and his draft positioning but he needs to get on the field too yeah, well, even uh, Sherry Richards here from Facebook says, what do you think of Steven Sims? And you just laid that perfectly. I think if there's going to be six receivers, let's go through it. Claypool, Deontay, Pickens, of course. Uh, Austin, I I think so, right, at four. And then mm-hmm. fifth would be, I think fifth is going to be Miles Boykin for what he can do to be a gunner. And now six, is that going to be Osheski or, or, or Sims? However, if you like Osheski, do you cut Sims? Because he played pretty good yesterday. In that reverse, in that that return, he did everything he needed to do to to have a to have a chance to be like, hey, hey, coach, I want to play for this team. I'll put my hand up. So it's going to be very interesting. And I think this is one of the first the first real years where it's like it does feel different, and the camp battles actually means some stuff here now because back in the past, it's like, oh, we've got Big Ben, we can always win with Big, we can always win win with Big Ben. But now it's like, well, if is there like is there a chance that Oshesky gets cut if the seams comes in? I think so. I mean, the fact that he wasn't returning punts or playing special teams plays a big pivotal role in his, or that's what was his pivotal role was supposed to be with the team. With Sims, it's going to boil down to, I think, who the Pittsburgh Steelers can feel is going to be more likely to make waivers or or be available for the practice squad. Now, if the Steelers were to cut Gunnar Olczewski, I don't, I'm not even sure if he's qualified for the, uh, the, the practice squad, but I, I'm pretty sure Sims would be a guy that potentially would make that practice squad or, or make it to the practice squad or have a higher chance of making the practice squad than Ben Gunnar Olczewski would. I think somebody would pick him up pretty quickly. Yeah, big time. Because he played pretty well. Uh, like I was, I was, in that cut he did as well, we, that, that reception, he went to the left, cut, bang. It was, it was like he was returning the football, so it was good to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know these are all good, by the way, all good problems to have. Uh, not yeah. for the players, but for the fans and the, and the coaches. But we have Brian Brownie says this is another another interesting one too. You think Miller, uh, Anthony Miller is going to get cut? Did he play last night? I don't know if he played. He did not play. I didn't no. see number seventeen on the field last night around the sidelines. I, I I don't think he makes the team. I know that he has the chemistry and he has some kind of experience with Mitchell Trubisky. However, 
um, you know, with the guys that are playing on the, um, you know, on the outside of the wide receiver position, it's just too stacked in my opinion for him to make a, make his presence. Even last year, he was on the practice squad. He had the ability to come in and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers played Ray Ray McLeod over him. So I'm not anticipating Miller probably making the 53 now. It's going to be very hard if the, if it seems keeps working out and Oshesky as well, because I, I think they will keep six. I don't know if they'll keep seven. That's that's the big question. We have another question from Jeremiah Yoda in the Kenny, Kenny, Kenny show. Is the Pits, <laughs> oh, are the Pittsburgh Steelers a team capable of surprising the AFC North and not finishing last in 2022? Shoot, after, after everything that I saw last night, I, I think the Steelers have a high possibility of, you know, at least coming in second, if not first in the AFC North. Um, when you look at you know, who else is in our division or in the Steelers division? You have the Browns, who are a, um, a cluster in, in, the, uh, in the quarterback position. Um, who knows if Deshaun Watson's going to play this season or not? The, the NFL is pushing to keep, kick him out for the whole year. Um, you have the Bengals, who's the AFC um, defending champions and, and the AFC North defending champions. Um, they, their offensive line is still a big question mark. And I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers playing them healthy with a healthy TJ Watt and a healthy Alex Smith, that's going to be a true statement game as far as, you know, where the Steelers lie in that, that game one. The Pittsburgh Steelers can go in there and upset the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think that's going to do the, that's going to be a, a similar outcome to the, a lot of the games this season. The Steelers are going to be upsetting a lot of teams. That's seven and a half um, under when, when, whatever you want to call it, the Vegas has. Um, if you're a betting person, I'd go bet on that because the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have double digit wins this season. Um, you know, they, uh, when you look at the Ravens, the Steelers have had Lamar Jackson's number and Brian Flores coming over from Miami. Look at what he did to the Baltimore offense. So I'm not too concerned with the other teams in the AFC North as much as, um, I guess the mainstream media is. Uh, I really, truly do think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a great year this year. Also, I believe they have the third weakest schedule, strength of schedule, based on the teams yep. that played last year. So, um, you know, we're, the Steelers aren't playing a first team, first division team schedule or anything like that. So I think double digit wins not only um, is possible for the Steelers, but is likely. And I think double digit wins in this season is going to give them the north. I think the North is well, you know, well achievable there too. Uh, if it's not, I think we'll become second. I don't, I don't, I really don't rate the Browns this year. I really, really don't. They are going through too much drama, way too much drama. I'm sorry. There are even plays over there. Who's a running back? Kareem Hunt wants out, like stuff like that. They're just going through yet again, just Browns and the Browns. Um, they can't get out of their own way. Sure, they'll be competitive here and there. The Bengals will be competitive too. I think, I think actually the Bengals will probably be third. Um, we'll be second if if we don't win the North and the Ravens might be first. The Ravens are a pretty good team this year. Um, yet again, they, they, they're they going to be angry as well. We go from, from, from last to first, but it's going to be a toss-up, I think, between, you know, can if the Steelers can win, you know, the AFC North games, like go four and two, we probably have a good chance to win the North because then you've got a few games up on your opponents, right? Um, and it's, it's 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 not out of reach. I think the media is telling us, telling us fibs and saying, well, we are the worst team, but we got better on better on the offseason. Um, just trying to find one more question. You, you go, go ahead. When it comes to the Ravens, like I know they don't throw the ball often because of you know who they have at quarterback. They're, they're more of a running team, and they have a running back at the quarterback position. But you know, with the loss of Hollywood Brown, who are they going to throw the ball to? Mark Andrews is that the only option that they have? A tight end. I, I, I don't foresee them being this powerhouse that 
they've been in most in, in recent years. You know, when you when you have one style of offense or or you you become one dimensional, doesn't matter how good at that dimension you are. This is the NFL. You're going to get figured out. And so um, I think there's reasons why the Ravens haven't given Lamar Jackson that you know big contract. Some say it's because he doesn't want it. I don't know. Maybe it's because the uh, Ravens waiting, haven't offered it. Isn't he waiting out or something? I saw on the media the other day he's waiting out. He said if he doesn't get it, he won't pressure throughout the season or something. Like something really weird. He's been saying some things like he wanted to win a Super Bowl before he got it. Well, that's not going to happen. <laughs> he's not going to get he, his he can't, he can't even win a playoff game. No. A Super Bowl. He's no. one of three in playoffs, mate. Yeah, yeah. And it's like I said, at the, at the end of the day, once you become a one-dimensional team, it doesn't matter how good at that one dimension you are. This is the NFL. You're going to get figured out. The NFL, the players are too good. The teams, the coaches are too good to scheme up for just one dimension. And, you know, in my opinion, I, I don't fear the Ravens. Neither, and Mike Tomlin has said it himself. They don't fear Lamar Jackson or the Ravens either. Well, we, we, we know what to expect. They go out there, three tight ends. They have a fullback. They have a Lamar and they have a running back. They just run They just run out of the three, three tight ends all the time, try and block you down the field. They're not going yeah. to pass the football down the field. And even if they do, they have, we have Minka Fitzpatrick. So we have our, our Steelers also being the real, the front line, the D line is going to take care of it. So I have more confidence again that we'll go out and win our fifth, you know, fifth uh, matchup against the Ravens. Also, the Ravens game is like week 15. It's so yeah. long away. There's probably not even a chance that Lamar Jackson even plays. And we don't know what, we have no idea what either team looks like. But right. Hey, you got any any uh, any any final thoughts or uh, what do you expect to what do you expect for um next week? For next week, I expect the something kind of similar. I, well, actually, I expect Mitchell Trubisky to play a little bit longer than the first quarter. You know, I, I know that the format is different. Uh, last he, last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers played four preseason games and they used their third one as their tune-up game, so to speak. Um, I don't think that this game, uh, which was the same game that they use as a tune-up game is going to be the tune-up game. I think we're going to see more Mitchell Trubisky, but um, running with the ones, and I think we're going to see more of the starters in there. But, um, you know, and I'm expecting them to continue to improve as well. I'm expecting Mitchell Trubisky to continue in the same trajectory that he had last uh, this last game, moving around in the pocket and throwing the ball accurately and decisively. Um, and I expect uh, Mason Rudolph to come in second and Kenny Pickett. I don't expect um, Crystal Ladokan to probably get any snaps. Uh, it's unfortunate for him because, you know, basically even in training camp, he hasn't gotten many snaps. And so, um, but that is what it is. This That is the life in the NFL. I mean, I would be happy to be the fourth string quarterback. For the I don't know, man. I was kind of thinking like one part of you is like, okay, I'm not playing. I'm not getting injured, but I'm still getting a paycheck. And then the other side is like, well, I want to go out there and improve my craft to get the bigger paycheck. But I think just, I guess as, a, as an athlete, you know, you want to go out there and excel and win and and become the starter. So it would be frustrating. But to know you're on the team as well. Also, he's not doing himself any favors, but he's not doing himself any any you know, um, uh, um, you know, harm. yeah, harm as well because he's just a mi- middle guy at the moment. So it's like any teams are like, well, he played really terrible. We're not going to pick him up. We don't know what he, what, he, what he is so far. So, but right. for me, I'm looking forward to Kenny Pickett again. Kenny, Kenny, what can he do? Next week versus Jaguars, can he improve on that? Um, I think that's a show today. I think that's a show. You know, like the old Seinfeld? That's a show. That's the show. That's a show. What, what's it about? Nothing. What do you mean nothing? <laughs> that's a show. <laughs> you can't have a show. You can't have a show about nothing. No, you can. You. What do you do on the show? Oh, you go down and you buy a loaf of bread. What? Why? What for? That's a show. 
All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Daniel Mayer, for coming on. Or, you know, oh, you're not coming on. You are. You are stay of the Steelers. That's who you are yes, on the BTSC network. And I'm from Steelers Touch Down Under. Thank you, everyone, in the live chat. I'm kind of blown away, actually, today. There's 120 people in the live chat. So you guys are excited for football. If you're on the podcast, uh, Spotify, Apple, you know, you know what's going on, all those things. I use Spotify because it's so much it's easier for me to listen to. But thank you for everyone coming on uh, the Q&A segment. And yeah, we got some shows coming up. I think there's like 30 shows a week. I I, I even I can't keep up. There's too many shows. It's <laughs> too many. But check out Sailor Steelers. Check out Steelers. Touch that under. And thanks, guys. As always, here we go, Steelers. Here we go. <laughs>